Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today's Thursday, April 14, 2022. Okay, we'll talk about what went on with the markets today, what we have coming up for next week. Uh, talk about those big inflation reports that came out this week, as well as how much more do things cost today than they did 100 years ago and even 200 years ago. So we'll see what's going on there. Our markets are closed tomorrow for Good Friday, so we'll talk about how Easter is actually calculated, why the date moves around. The media often gives a somewhat accurate, but not 100% accurate um, information as to how the date is actually calculated. So I'll let you know about that. Uh, NASA announced today, they announced a launch date for the next test of Boeing's uh, Starliner spacecraft. Uh, Amazon has announced a 5% surcharge for third-party sellers using its facilities. And we'll talk about Elon Musk, and it seems to be his on-and-off uh, purchase of Twitter. Okay, so as far as the markets, uh, markets were down a little bit today. Nothing surprising there. We had the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.33%, S&P 500 down 1.21%, NASDAQ Composite down 2.14%. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the week, whenever we go into a three-day weekend, it's not unusual to see the markets sell off the day before the three-day weekend. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of times it's a uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, three-day week. In this case, it'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the, the reason is that even under normal times, a lot of things can happen over three days. So some, especially institutional investors, they pull some money off the table, move to cash, and just reevaluate things on Monday. And obviously, with the situation in Ukraine and other others, uh, situations going on out there is more uncertainty than usual. We got the Federal Reserve, investors trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with interest rates, the money supply, just all kinds of things going on. So not, not unusual to see the markets uh, sell off just a little bit. All right. So we'll talk about what's coming up for next week here in just a little bit. But anyway, uh, we had the two big inflation reports come out this week. And as expected, they showed inflation was at record high levels, at least for the last few decades. Uh, on Tuesday, we had the Consumer Price Index come out, 8.5% annualized um, inflation. Uh, that's the highest level since 1981. And on Wednesday morning, the Producer Price Index, that looks at things from a seller standpoint, that has to do like what, like what they pay for their you know, supplies, raw materials. And an example, the conducer, say with an automobile, the Consumer Price Index is going to look at it like what is it? purchaser pay for a car. You know, you, you go buy a car. The producer price index would look at what do the auto manufacturers pay for their your raw materials, components, and so forth. Anyway, that came at 11.3%. That is an absolute record high uh, for, that, for that number. Anyway, we've, we've been reporting these numbers for a little over 100 years. Uh, the thing about that, though, the markets didn't react that much to it. The markets expected very high numbers, and there's a growing number of economists think that inflation might have already peaked, that March, which is what those numbers were, might be the high point. 
Uh, part of the, the reasoning is that uh, there's going to be less demand for fuel, uh, particularly heating fuel, uh, as uh, things get warmer. And also the supply chain disruptions uh, seem to be slowly unclogging themselves. And also, uh, we do seem to see some indications people are beginning to go back to work, so putting less pressure on labor costs. But we'll have to see. Uh, that's just their assumptions. Uh, the April reports will, will tell us quite a bit. All right, so get those out in about a month from now. All right, so what else we got here? Let's talk about uh, prices today versus in the past. All right. Well, if you go back, uh, how much more do things cost today than, say, 100 years ago? Uh, it's about 17 times more. So if something cost a dollar in 1922, then on average it costs $17 in 2022. Now, if you go back to the year 1900, things cost about 30 times more than they did in 1900. Uh, so if something costs a dollar in 1900, it's about $30 today. If you go back to the year 1800, things today cost about 24 times as much. So something that costs a dollar in 1800 on average is $24 today. Something that costs a dollar in 1900 is $30 today. So you say, wait a minute. Uh, so it's actually less expensive uh, in less expensive than um, going from 1800 to 1900. That that is correct. Uh, what what happened? Uh, during the 1800s, prices generally went down on quite a few, if not most, things. We actually had deflation. So we've had inflation since around 1900 on, but we had deflation from 1800 to 1900. Very simple reason, the, the advent of technology, the rise of the machines, uh, mass production. Uh, and just as an example, uh, in the early 1800s, say around the year 1805 or so, uh, you had a position called a cobbler. Uh, they made shoes, and they did it by hand. So one person, one cobbler, could make probably two pair of shoes in a day. Uh, and then just a few years after that, uh, one, one shoemaker with two assistants using machines that had now been invented could crank out 30 pair an hour. So yeah, the rise of the machines uh, and mass production allowed prices to come down. Also, transportation, you know, the advent of railroads, steamships, and so forth. Uh, uh, the refrigerated railroad car brought um, the cost of meat down quite a bit uh, since it could now be refrigerated and transported on refrigerated uh, railroads, uh, railroad cars. Uh, that's one reason also a lot of scientists think people today are somewhat taller than they were back in the early 1800s. It's not just the meat, but just better food, uh, uh, better diets, food being able to move around, prices coming down, becoming more affordable. But anyway, so a little bit of information on that. Okay, moving on, uh, Easter. All right, so tomorrow's Good Friday, and as some of you, I'm sure, noticed by all of you, the date of Easter moves around somewhat. Okay, here, here's how Easter is calculated. It's actually pretty straightforward. It is the Sunday following the first full moon on or after March 21st. Simple as that. You take the first full moon on or after March 21st, the following Sunday is Easter. So you could have the full moon right on March 21st, and then Easter would be March 22nd, if that was a Saturday. You know, if you had a full moon on Saturday, March 21st, 
then Easter would be the next day, March 22nd. That's the actual earliest day Easter can be, and it can be as late as April 25th. So we're at the uh, uh, back end of it this time uh, with April 17th. Now, the media says that Easter is the Sunday following the first full moon on or after uh, the beginning of spring, uh, uh, the spring equinox. That's actually not correct because uh, spring can start as early as um, March 19th. It's March 19th to, uh, I believe, March 22nd. Uh, the Catholic Church years ago determined that it would, the date would be March 21st. That's what they, they call the beginning of uh, spring. So it's actually, that's the actual calculation, not especially the beginning of spring. So pretty easy. First full moon on or after uh, March 21st following Sunday's Easter. All right, easy enough. All right, so let's move on here. What else we got going on here? All right, Elon Musk. Um, first he says he's buying Twitter. Then he's like, maybe not. Then maybe I am. Maybe not. Maybe I am. Uh, there's been to buy Twitter. He said it would cost him forty-three billion dollars. Now he's obviously worked a lot more than that. The thing about that, though, he doesn't have that much liquid net worth. That liquid net worth is cash uh, in near cash. Most of his wealth is tied up actually in Tesla stock and also SpaceX being a private company. So there's some question: could he even raise that money? And he even questions that now. He said, I guess today, he's not sure if he can do it or follow through. Nobody seems to know what's going on, but give you some price history on Twitter. Symbols TWTR. I like Twitter. Uh, Tom, William, Tom, Robert. All right. Uh, it, the stock hit its high back in February 2021. It hit $77 a share. Uh, and then it declined all the way to $35 a share February of this year. So over a year, it lost half its value. It went from $70 a share to $35. Uh, and then what happened? Elon Musk announced he had close to a 10% stake in the stock, and it shot up from, oh, I think it was at that time around $39 a share, shot up to $49 a share, and now it's at $45 a share. So who knows what's going to happen with this, if he's going to end up buying it or not, but it seems to change quite a bit. All right, so that's what we have going on there with Twitter. Uh, Amazon. Amazon announced uh, today, uh, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, uh, Jeffrey Bezos actually retired, stepped down, uh, concentrate on Blue Origin and other things. Uh, it says here, Amazon, actually this is on Wednesday, sorry, yesterday. Uh, Amazon on Wednesday added a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge for U.S. third-party sellers who use its storage and shipping services. See, Amazon buys most of its stuff and then just you know, obviously resells it, as most retailers do. They're not talking about that. It's like, say you have a company and you have whatever you sell. Okay, you, but it's still your inventory, and but you store it at Amazon's warehouse, and Amazon uses its delivery uh, vehicles uh, to deliver it. So, you, you know, you buy it through Amazon's website, uh, but Amazon doesn't actually own that inventory, so they, they obviously get a, a cut of the sales proceeds, but... Uh, they're talking about that. Uh, basically, uh, CEO Andy Jassy told CNBC, he said today, this is Thursday, necessary step as the company faces rising costs tied to inflation, the pandemic, and the war in Ukraine. The reason I wanted to mention this, I already saw people say, oh, Amazon's adding 5% to everything they sell. No, uh, they're talking about this is a surcharge to the third-party sellers, which are not 
that big a part of what they sell, but enough. Uh, so whether these sellers will absorb the 5% or pass it on higher cost uh, prices to consumers remains to be seen. Okay, uh, May 19th, uh, NASA announced today that is the uh, now new launch date for, for the um, Boeing Starliner. Uh, that's basically, you know, like I'm sure you're very familiar with the SpaceX uh, Crew Dragon and taking the astronauts up to the space station. Well, this is the other one. Boeing has their own. Uh, they've had more technical issues with it. Uh, they had to redesign some parts of it. But they're going to try an uncrewed test flight scheduled May uh, 19th. I believe Cape Canaveral um uh, Cape Canaveral Space Launch Center, which if you're not familiar with the geography here in Central Florida, Kennedy Space Center, Cape Canaveral, they're just a few miles apart. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, they're going to try it March 19th, uncrewed flight, uh, basically saying if everything goes well, they're going to try sending astronauts up, I believe November was the date I was seeing. So we do have that. And what else do we have to wrap things up for today? Let's take a look at what we have going on for next week. Okay. So we've got, uh, we're now moving more into earnings season. More and more companies will be uh, reporting next week. But I, I think the big news is still, uh, um, obviously, the war in Ukraine you know, um, is more important really to any of this stuff. But as far as financial stuff, uh, I think it's the Federal Reserve still. You know, what are they going to do? Are they going to be raising interest rates a quarter of a percent, a half a percent? Federal Reserve's got a balance. They're trying to slow things down, slow down the economy some, try to bring inflation down. They also don't want to tip us into a recession. So one problem the Federal Reserve has is when they make a change to the money supply and interest rates, they don't see the results for about nine to 15 months. I mentioned that, I believe, last week. And so it's um, yeah, it's kind of a balancing act for them. So we'll have to see. But I know next Thursday, a week from today, uh, it says here Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will be appearing at the International Monetary Fund panel with European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde. So uh, he may make some comments. He's going to be very careful about what he says. He doesn't want to rattle the markets, but that's going to be next Thursday. So the markets will focus on that. And We'll certainly keep an eye on what we have going on there. Not too many economic reports. We've got some housing reports coming out next week. So we'll take a look at existing home sales, um, home builder survey report coming out, and a few other things. All right. And then finally, uh, next week, we have of the 30 stocks that make up the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we have seven of them re reporting next week. So the markets will look at these companies just by their sheer size. Uh, we have IBM reporting. Procter & Gamble, Travelers, Dow, Dow Incorporated, used to be called Dow Chemical, Johnson & Johnson, American Express, and Verizon all reporting. Netflix reports on Tuesday. Markets will look at that. And we have Tesla reporting on Wednesday. Also, Snap, the company Snap, they're going to be on Thursday. Speaking of Tesla, yeah, there was some talk that if Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter, he's going to have to sell his Tesla stock. So we'll have to see what goes on there. Uh, and we've also got more banks reporting next week. Bank of America, Bank of New York uh, coming in on Monday. And we've got some transportation companies coming in. And, you know, with all the backlogs and shipping and everything, the markets will look at this. Uh, we got the trucking firms, Knight Swift uh, coming in, J.B. Hunt. Uh, got the airlines coming in next week, United Airlines, American Airlines, Alaska Air. 
We also have railroad, CSX, and Union Pacific. We used to have something that we looked at called the Dow Jones Transportation Average, or Transports, as it was called. We don't have as much focus on transportation companies uh, as uh, nowadays, but I think we'll see more of a focus with these trucking companies and railroads next week to see what they're saying about you know, already shipping backlogs starting to open up and what are their forecasts for the coming weeks also. All right, so we're going to wrap things up. Hope everyone's doing well. Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya. 